If you have your Bibles, would you open up to the book of Romans chapter 3? Romans chapter 3, I'm going to read verses 21 to 24. You know, as believers, life has changed. Everything has changed. Things are not the same from darkness to life, from darkness to light. Things are different now. All has become new, the Bible says. We are well aware that outside of Jesus Christ, righteousness is out of, it's out of reach. It's out of our reach. It's out of our grasp. We have no righteousness apart from the Lord. We're going to read here in Romans chapter 3, these verses, beginning at verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We are thankful for His work of grace his work of redemption, not only for all of humanity, but that it speaks to us individually. The Message Bible reads, but in our time, something new has been added. What Moses and the prophets witnessed through all those years has happened. The God setting things right that we read about has become Jesus setting things right for us. And not only for us, but for everyone who believes in him. For there is no difference between us and them in this. Since we've compiled this long and sorry record as sinners, both us and them, and proved that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious lives God wills for us, God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself, a pure gift. He got us out of the mess we're in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be, and he did it by means of Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, how do we position ourselves for righteousness? How do we get into righteousness? How do we step out of unrighteousness and into this very different way of life? Number one tonight, have to get into Jesus. You see, it's only in Christ that we become righteous. We already read these words. We read this scripture tonight that clearly tells us that this is the reality. Outside of Jesus Christ, it's out of reach. It's only in Christ that we become righteous. This is where it all begins. This is the positioning of us in righteousness. Romans chapter 10, verse 10, in the Amplified. For with the heart a person believes, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on Christ, and so is justified. 
declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth he confesses, declares openly and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation. It's only in Jesus Christ. We know that tonight. Outside of him, it's impossible. But thanks be to God. His work of grace in our lives, the redemptive work that he has made us righteous. So as we walk on in this life, this new way, this new mode, this new manner of living, we know full well that the enemy would love to sidetrack us and pull us from righteousness, have us forfeit the righteousness that is ours in Christ Jesus, and to have us positioned amiss, position ourselves amiss. That we would spend our days actually positioning ourselves for something else, for that which is not righteousness, for that which is not holiness, for that which is not godly and right. As believers, we have a great responsibility. You know, the Lord keeps us in righteousness, but we must choose to position ourselves for righteousness. How many have found out that even in this Christian life, you still have what's called free will? You can still decide. We still make decision day in and day out. How we are going to position ourselves. Will we position ourselves for righteousness or that which is not? Let's read some scripture, Romans 6, 19. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, what does it say? So now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. Positioning ourselves for righteousness. Positioning ourselves for godliness for holiness, for what is right. Romans 6.13 And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. And so we choose and we present ourselves to the Lord and it's not just when we come into church or when we crack open our Bible during our time of devotion or just in those moments when we have the worship music playing in our car. This is a daily, a momentary thing. We are continually presenting ourselves unto the Lord that we might be positioned for righteousness that every decision would be righteous. Every conversation would be righteous. That we would find ourselves in that place. 
It's close to the heart of God, and it's important for the believer. 1 John 3, 7. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who practices. You know, if you're going to practice something, you have to position yourself, don't you? Right now we got our kids in music and you're trying to get them to practice piano. And they have to position themselves at the piano. And it's about posture as well. They can't practice the piano from the couch. I'm not moving the piano to the couch. They have to get up and sit down and practice. It might sound like a silly illustration tonight. But this is the truth. We have a great responsibility to practice righteousness. And we have to find that position. We have to find that place daily that we're practicing righteousness. Even when it comes to conversations or when it comes to social times, we need to position ourselves for righteousness. When it comes to free time, we are positioning ourselves for righteousness. 1 John 2.29 If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. That is a powerful scripture. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. And so we are practicing righteousness. 1 Corinthians 15, 34, Awake to righteousness and do not sin. This is the word of the Lord. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. The message reads, think straight. <laughs> Awaken to the holiness of life. No more playing fast and loose with resurrection facts. Ignorance of God is a luxury you can't afford in times like these. How do we position ourselves for righteousness? How do we live this life? And it really comes down to every day. It comes down to every moment. It comes down to every decision. It's actually in the details. That's how serious this is. This is how we position ourselves for righteousness. This is how we live this new life. It's not only in the big things, but the little things also. It's in every environment. It really is everywhere. So how do we ensure we are positioned for righteousness at all times, and at all seasons, in all seasons? In all locations, number two tonight, delight in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. You know, this answers the question right, and this deals with waywardness, sin, sluggishness, apathy. This right here is the positioning of ourselves for righteousness. That we live delighting 
in the Lord. You know, if we delight in the Lord, decisions will be rightly affected. If we delight in the Lord, entertainments will be rightly affected. If we delight in the Lord, relationships will be rightly affected. If we delight in the Lord, occupation and service and ministry and community will be rightly affected. Our passions will be rightly affected. Our priority list will be rightly affected if we delight in the Lord. Psalm 37, verses 4 to 6. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, we love that. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. I mean, look at what is being declared here in the word of the Lord. That as we delight ourselves in the Lord, he shall give us the desires of our heart. We're talking about right desires. That as we delight in the Lord, commit our way to the Lord and trust in him, he will bring it to pass. What is being declared here is that as we delight ourselves in the Lord, he shall bring forth our righteousness as the light. You see, delighting in other things does not bring forth divine righteousness. We have to delight ourselves in the Lord, and it'll deal with the details of life. We will be properly positioned for righteousness if we delight in the Lord. The Amplified Bible reads, He will make your uprightness and right standing with God go forth as the light. And the voice reads, Take great joy in the eternal. His gifts are coming. And they are all your heart's desires. Commit your path to the eternal. Let him direct you. Put your confidence in him. And he will follow through with you. He will spread out righteousness for you as the sunrise spreads radiance over the land. You know, at the point of repentance, we, we broke before Jesus at his great offer of salvation, recognizing our desperate need. We recognized our unrighteousness. We acknowledged it. That moment when we knew that we had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We knew at that moment we needed him and we needed to step into Christ that we might be made righteous. And so we, we made that decision. Salvation isn't forced. It's an offer. And we made that decision. The question tonight is, why would we not continue in this manner? Why would we not hold our position? We don't want to live a marred Christian life, a soiled Christian life, a stained and disfigured Christian life. We don't want to live a maimed Christian life or a damaged Christian 
life. So what do we do? What do we purpose to do, determine to do? What do we choose to do? What do we conclude to do? Position ourselves for righteousness. We position our homes for righteousness. We position our relationships for righteousness. We position our marriages for righteousness. We position ourselves and our decision-making. We position our entertainments for righteousness. You know what I'm talking about tonight. You know, there are positions that do not lead to righteousness. When he found that out to be true. There are positions that do not lead to righteousness. There are locations, places, sites, situations, spots, points, stations, even postures that do not lead to righteousness. So if we choose those, are we positioning ourselves for righteousness? Because the choice is ours. The Lord is calling us to position ourselves for righteousness. It's the best thing we can do for ourselves and the best thing we can do for Him. To bring Him honor and glory. We need to be wise and avoid these things. We need to be wise and avoid positions that lead to unrighteousness. The Living Bible reads, Be delighted with the Lord. Can we receive that tonight? Be delighted with the Lord. Then He will give you all your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him to help you do it, and He will. Your innocence will be clear to everyone. If we want to live righteous on the foundation of Jesus Christ, we have to continue for all our days to position ourselves for righteousness. This just isn't a decision in our youth because there's so many pressures or, you know, all of a sudden young adulthood, so there's, there's bigger decisions to be made possibly, and so we position ourselves for righteousness. I mean, this, this continues all our days, all our days. Back to 1 Corinthians 15, 34. Reading from the message. Think straight. Awaken to the holiness of life. No more playing fast and loose with resurrection facts. Ignorance of God is a luxury you can't afford in times like these. Aren't you embarrassed that you've let this kind of thing go on as long as you have? It's time to think straight. It's time to awaken to the holiness of life. And honestly, ignorance of God is a luxury we can't afford, period. Let's have the worship team return tonight.
I want to say to all of us, let's be encouraged with our position. Let's be encouraged in our position. Let's recognize the grandeur of our position. It really is the greatest position. If other positions appear to glisten, it's simply a deception. Sometimes we look at other positions and not that we're jealous or envious, but they appeal to us. They seem all right. They glisten. But can we be encouraged tonight that the position we've chosen, positioning ourselves for righteousness, is the greatest position? Take that to heart tonight. Rise up in confidence in that. You'll never be swayed or pulled aside. Let's continue positioning ourselves for righteousness, and he will make our uprightness and right standing with God go forth as the light. Thank you, Lord. I know most of us here tonight, if not all, are believers. But we can be encouraged tonight because I know what the pull's like sometimes. We position ourselves and we continue to position ourselves and we continue to position ourselves and we continue in that and other people. Sometimes we can feel like we're alone. It can feel like a hard road. Let's continue to stand to the honor and glory of our God. It's the greatest thing we can do with this life. Continue to position ourselves. Are we in Christ? I'm sure all of us tonight would say yes. Is our delight in the Lord? I mean, that sounds like a silly question. Well, yeah. Are we delighting in the Lord? That doesn't just mean when you come in here and you feel something in worship. Yeah, I'm delighting in the Lord. Delighting in the Lord, if we're being real honest tonight, it's even when we sit down on the couch and we turn on the TV. What we decide to watch We turn on the radio or turn on our stereo, what we decide to listen to. When we're with others and a conversation rises up, the conversation we involve ourselves in, the dialogue, do we delight ourselves in the Lord? The list could go on and on and on and on and on. I think we'd all be wise to ponder the question and allow the Spirit to speak to us.
Are there areas in our lives that need to awaken to righteousness? The truth is, we know tonight if we are positioning ourselves amiss. You know what your Monday night looks like after here. You know what your Tuesday looks like, your Wednesday looks like, your Thursday looks like. You know what your Friday night looks like, your Saturday looks like. You know what it looks like behind closed doors. You know what it looks like out in the open. You know what it looks like when you're around church friends versus non-Christian friends. You know what it looks like. Are there areas that need to awaken to righteousness? Ignorance of God is a luxury we can't afford, but perhaps we have been affording it, and the truth is it costs and it empties our pockets. Pressure comes in life to dislodge us from our position. When we are holding to that position, we become a target. The enemy doesn't like it. The enemy does not like the righteous. The more and more holy we become by the grace of God, He wants to come after us. To steal, to kill, to destroy, to dislodge us from our position of righteousness. He wants to actually, actually convince us somehow, even though we wouldn't think it's the enemy perhaps, to change our position. But tonight, if We're here and there's areas in our life, in our lives, that aren't positioned for righteousness. Would we cry out to the Lord and commit tonight to reposition ourselves? Philippians 3, verses 8 and 9. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. We count things lost, that's positioning ourselves, to gain Christ, to be found in Him, a living and active faith, righteous by faith in Him. Watchman Nee said these simple words, righteousness is a person. It's not a thing. And how true it is. Our righteousness is Christ himself, and we understand that outside of Christ, as we've already said tonight, it's out of reach. But in Christ, it's in reach. Does this mean that we can position ourselves for righteousness? Yes. Because we're surrendering to the Lord that's inside of us. We're surrendering to the one who is righteous. Our righteousness. He takes over. The righteousness actually becomes who we are because of Jesus. Let's stand tonight.
just take a moment in the presence of the Lord. And thank Him that you've been made righteous by His grace and redemptive work. Maybe you need to recommit tonight. Thank you, Lord.